Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to another episode of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. A stroke occurs when the blood supply to your brain is interrupted or reduced. This deprives your brain of oxygen and nutrients, which can cause your brain cells to die. A stroke may be caused by a blocked artery, ischemic stroke, or the leaking or bursting of a blood vessel, which is a hemorrhagic stroke. Our guest today suffered a stroke as well as kidney failure. And joining us from Ontario, Canada, to tell his story is Danny Elwood. Danny, it's good to talk to you. It's good that you're still around after suffering a stroke, kidney failure. Yeah, it was a little touch and go there uh, in the fall. I uh, was concerned that I wasn't going to make it, but uh, good Lord decided that uh, he wanted to keep me around a little longer, so... Here I am. Well, that's good news. Now, prior to suffering your stroke, uh, last summer, was it, or last fall? Right at the end of August. The last day of August, I suffered a stroke. Last day of August, 2016. Uh, I was having some water retention problems. My feet were swelling, so the doctor uh, gave me a diuretic, and uh, that took all the potassium out of my system, which was a very contributing factor for me having the stroke. Oh, so the diuretic, so, uh, uh, okay, I understand. was the diuretic that uh, did me in, but uh, now that they've got that under control, uh, you know, the, caused my, the diuretic caused the kidney problems, and then uh, the, the kidneys went out, and uh, I the, had a health nurse come to my house, like I have PSWs now, uh, which are personal uh, support workers, and uh, the lady suggested that I use uh, cannabis for the pain instead of uh, the uh, medication they gave me, the pills and stuff. And the uh, cannabis is is a godsend, really. It's uh, it helps manage the pain and uh, it doesn't make it so that it hurts so much. And then. Uh, Going to the bathroom is the biggest issue because I didn't because I'd suffered a stroke and a heart attack at the same time. I didn't want to uh, have those problems going to the bathroom uh, with the pills because uh, it was just about impossible. <laughs> you know, it's like you wouldn't go for a couple of days, and then uh, with the pills, the stools would be really, really big and extremely hard to push out. With the cannabis, I can go to the bathroom freely every day and not have any problems going at all. Danny, did you say besides the stroke, you suffered a heart attack? Yeah, stroke and heart attack. Stroke and heart attack. Oh, okay. Well, what were the, um, or were there any warning signs prior to the stroke or heart attack? None. There were none. 
None at all. You didn't have really? you didn't no. have any headaches or you didn't have any pain in your heart at all or nothing. You weren't feeling nothing. fatigued or anything like that. No, no, I was uh, just living my life like I'd always lived my life. You know, just regular guy with uh, a young family and uh, yeah, like two little boys and my wife and I, and that was it. And, just one day, bang. What came first, the, the heart attack or the stroke? I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure it was the stroke. Like They didn't tell me that I had a heart attack until I was in the hospital. Okay, so it's not like you started getting this massive chest pain like you had a dump truck on no. your, your chest or no. something. No. Interesting, okay. The stroke came first. First, okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're pretty, you're pretty lucky uh, to come out the other side of that. Oh, I was like uh, I was in the hospital uh, for uh, a couple of months there with the kidney failure. They were more concerned with that than they were the heart attack and stroke. Like I was just like, "Am I going to survive this?" You know, I've got a young family and uh, I want to be there for my kids, right? Right. So. I was pretty concerned, but they seem to have got it under control now, and um, I'm on cannabis regularly, and I don't have that uh, big urge to push when you have to go to the bathroom now, so I'm not scared that I'm going to... You know, sit on the throne one day and blow my heart yeah, up yeah, trying exa- to go to the bathroom. Yeah, which actually is a really big worry, like particularly, you know, Ian's kind of looking at me with big eyeballs here, mm. um, after heart attacks and when you've had open heart yeah. surgery, as I did, mm. um, that's yeah. one of the things that can actually blow your grafts in your heart. Straining. Straining. Yeah. So that, you, yeah, oh. so that becomes a real issue, not just, you know, something that's uncomfortable. It really becomes an issue, like a life-and-death issue. Yeah, it really did. Like, I was really concerned that I was going to blow my heart out, straining to go with on the pills. The pills, you know, they do the same thing, but uh, they cause you so much uh, straining on your colon that it's just impossible to uh, get a, a... Yeah, the little things become uh, (laughs) really important, don't they, Danny? (laughs) So much more important, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's like you don't want to strain, you know, so it's like now... I bet you never that thought one. you'd be having a conversation like this, eh? No, I never did, actually. <laughs> but uh, it's important to get my story out there because I'm sure there are more people that uh, suffer the same kind sure. of uh, ordeal with these pills. And I'm just, it's the cannabis is saving my life. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, the one thing that I was concerned was is that uh, having two little ones, um, the government is so quick to yank your kids away from you when you uh, uh, use the cannabis. Yes. And it's unfortunate the way it is, but... Uh, yeah, I've said this before. So it, sorry, sorry, Danny, I've said this before, and I'll, I'll continue to say it. It is such a crazy system where they will take your kids away if you're taking cannabis. But you can take psychiatric drugs, and you're fine. You can take other pharmaceutical medications, and there's no problem. But, yeah, uh, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, and it's it, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and until the public wakes up 
and starts electing politicians around the world who are uh, not opposed to the use of cannabis, governments will continue to oppress this herb and plant because it's in their financial interests as a result of the pharmaceutical lobbying in order to promote yeah. pharmaceuticals. Now, that's not to say pharmaceuticals don't help. They do. There are pharmaceuticals that do help. But this is a plant. Let people grow it. Let people eat it. Let people smoke it. Let people make the oil. Let them deal with their own health issues. Let's not make this a money issue for the pharmaceutical companies. Now, I'll get and off. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I'll get off my soapbox now. And, yeah. and I want to ask you about you have a stroke. You have a heart attack. Tell me about the kidney failure, the kidney issue. Kidney failure is hereditary in my family. My grandfather's had failing kidneys, and that's what he eventually passed away from. And what happened was one of my kidneys has failed and is no longer working, but I used to have one that still is. I'm able to go to the bathroom, and uh, we monitor uh, how much I pee on a regular basis. And every day a health nurse comes in, and uh, um, basically uh, I have a lot of swelling in my lower extremities. So they've got me uh, socked up and whatever trying to get it to go down but it doesn't go down you know so i have to i bathe my feet every day and uh try to try and i have to lay down a certain amount of time per day just to uh try to keep the swelling down but uh you know one kidney just doesn't seem to do it and um i can feel a pain in underneath my shoulder blade where uh, the one kidney hurts all the time. That's what I kind of need the cannabis for, just to keep that pain from controlling my life. You know, I want to be able to interact with my children and wife. So uh, the cannabis helps me have more of a normal life, you know, uh, not uh, so that I'm strapped to a bedroom all day because uh, um, we live in in government housing because of my inability to work. Um, The unit that we live in has stairs in it, so I have to make sure that uh, I'm upstairs. Danny, this has been a... Bathroom. Sorry to interrupt you there, but this no, has no, been a ahead. this has been a long haul because I'm just kind of going through my messages with you, and we've been talking for three years now. And when you yeah. first contacted me, you had diabetes, peripheral neuropathy uh, yeah. on your right side, chronic fatigue, and uh, complete erectile dysfunction. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I still have uh, the complete erectile function, dysfunction, but uh, the one saving grace is that I can still produce semen. The doctors say that if I was completely uh, um, out to lunch there, I, I wouldn't be able to uh, even have children. And uh, so far, so good. You know, I've been able to 
me, my wife has to be very patient with me, but we've been able to, uh, you know, have uh, a relationship uh, of a sexual nature, even though uh, I can't get an erection. Out of that have come two beautiful children, so uh, I have been very, very lucky. Yeah, and, I know when uh, you contacted me, you didn't expect for that to be a possibility. No, I did not. So I, I do remember when you wrote me and said that she was pregnant or phoned me. I can't remember now, but uh, that was yeah, a pretty awesome no, day. Was, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's, that's great. Danny, how much cannabis do you take a day? I uh, try to limit myself. Uh, I use a vaporizer, and I put it in a vape, and I, I vape probably three times a day. Are you vaping dry material or oil? Uh, I'm vaping uh, dry material, and I'm taking oil by putting it on a paper and then just swallowing, swallowing it, it down. Yeah. yeah. How much oil do you take, Danny? Uh, not very much. Maybe uh, a little dab on a, on a paper, and that's it. Are you just I doing really that once a day? Uh, no. Uh, the oil, yeah. No, oil once a day. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, I don't want to be too out to lunch for my kids. No, no, no. Just enough to get you functioning. Just enough, yeah. So that I can function on a normal basis, yeah. So if you did not vape and take the oil, how? what would a day be like for you? Uh, I would uh, sit upstairs in my room and basically not do anything or go anywhere because... I would just sit in my chair and try to amuse myself on the computer because I can't walk around. It really controls the pain from the arthritis. I have very arthritic hips. I just can't walk. With the oil, I can at least move around and get around a little bit. If I didn't have the oil, I would be bound to a chair. Are you doing CBD at all? Uh, yes, I am. It's like a, a fairly decent dose of CBD or just CBD that happens to be in with your cannabis oil? Just whatever is in my cannabis oil, yes. Yeah, because, you know, CBD is awesome with uh, where it really shines is with uh, PTSD, um, inflammatory conditions, um, and, and seizures seems to be the thing. We have a lot, or I have a lot of friends who are on uh, CBD for arthritis, and it's just made an incredible difference. Yeah. No, I can't even begin to tell you how much just the oil that I take changes my life. You know, yeah. like uh, the ability to be with active with my children and is just the world to me. And it is everything. So it's like... Uh, uh, it's why I consider cannabis oil and uh, cannabis a godsend. Really do. Danny, a number of people that we talk to and we interview, when we ask them about the cannabis oil and where they would be without it, uh, many of them say that they would probably not be here. Do you feel the same way? Yes, absolutely. I wouldn't be able to survive without it. It also helps my uh, kidneys, so... um there's no way that I could survive without it. You know, that's why it's so upsetting that 
uh, the government looks at it the way it does and wants to take away my kids because I use it. Do any of the medical doctors that you deal with know that you're taking cannabis? Uh, Yes, I just got a license to take it, so I'm protected. Great. So I was... I just uh, recently uh, was seeing a doctor, and uh, he prescribed me the license and set me up with uh, getting uh, government cannabis. So, uh, so does that mean that if you were taking it and the police came to your or authorities, children and family services came to your your house? Yeah, now I am now protected. You're now protected. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to clarify that. But before, uh, when I was taking it without the consent, because uh, I always knew that uh, I would have the problem, and I've taken it as a preventative for cancer because that also runs as as a hereditary thing in my family. So uh, I've been taking it now, well, ever since I've known Corey for three years now. Boy, Danny, you've got uh, you've got some health issues, don't you? Yeah. Wow. Now, are you on the mend, or are you just stable? Uh, I'm just stable right now. It's like uh, I have to uh, see the doctor yet for the kidneys and discuss with him uh, what the plan of action. Either it's going to be dialysis or a kidney transplant, but... uh, uh, they don't like to uh, give kidney transplants to people on a cannabis oil. Um, there's something about the mold in the uh, uh, buds that they fear that that you can uh, have a, a relapse or something. I don't know exactly what it is. Well, you um, know, it's it's. <laughs> I really question that. I mean, I think it's a bunch of BS. There was a kid in the States who died. He needed a lung transplant. They found out he was on uh, marijuana, and they refused the lung transplant. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is. So I'm looking probably at dialysis for my kidneys. Uh, I would, uh, I'm young enough to have a transplant. You know, I'm only 52. And uh, I think that uh, I would be a good candidate for it, but uh, gotta listen to what the doctors say, right? So if they don't feel that uh, I can survive it, then dialysis is what my eventuality will be. What about uh, your stroke and the uh, and the after effects of your stroke? Have, has there been any th- any negative uh, impact as a result of that? Uh, just the walking, and uh, I have a lot of memory loss. I have to be reminded a lot about times and places and things like that, and uh, it's just frustrating because uh, I was. Uh, a completely capable guy before before all this happened and you know I can't remember anything now I have to like leave reminders for myself and my wife has to remind me to do things and my friends have to you know it's just it's just frustrating it's just a, a source of frustration mm-hmm. all the time because uh, you know when you don't have your mental facility you, you, you think 
there's something wrong with you, and there there really isn't. This is manageable, but uh, it is a disease, so it's like uh, you have to you have to respect that, you know, and understand that uh, you know your kidneys aren't working the way they should be, and you know you have to take the steps, proper steps, to uh, be okay. But you know, when, when the doctor tells me that I got to give up cannabis for a while and take those damn pills. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt like telling them to uh, stick it where the sun don't shine, right? <laughs> Danny, with your kidney issue, if you were an, you and I were to get together and have a beer, could you could you have a beer? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. We, yeah, yeah I, I can uh, drink or do whatever I want, but I've never, I mean, that's what bothers me is that I've never been a drinker. No, I, I, was ju- I was just thinking because, uh, you know, sometimes I ask some very stupid questions because I don't know about these, these issues. When you have one, oh, no, one when you have one kidney, I'm just wondering, um, and you, you said you monitor your urine output every day. And I'm just yeah. wondering, wondering if uh, a kid uh, having one kidney, if having a beer would be too much, or having two beer would be too much. Uh, no, no, you could you could have a beer. I don't think I could do two beers though. Yeah. Okay. I would be as drunk as a skunk, man. I just <laughs> drink. <laughs> you know, I just it wouldn't be because uh, I couldn't pee it out. It'd just be because uh, I couldn't handle it as a person. Yeah. You know, like I said, I've never, ever drank alcohol. That's not my thing. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I'm str- I've struck you off the list to have a beer then. <laughs> yeah, well, we can, we can have uh, a we're, cocktail. Yeah, time. we're only about 3,000 miles away, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Danny, do you make your own oil? Uh, no, I no. don't make my own oil. No, I have to uh, purchase it. It's... Uh, Something that I could do, but because of being in a government uh, housing, don't do just to uh, alleviate any of the issues that might happen. Danny, of all the issues you have, you had a stroke, you had a heart attack, you had kidney failure, you've got uh, severe arthritis. Which, Which one of those four is the worst for you to deal with? I would say it would be the arthritis. Like if I don't have the cannabis to take for the pain, the uh, hip all of a sudden uh, gets to be unmanageable, and then all it makes my tummy feel upset. And, you know, so uh, I would say the hip and the and the arthritis. Have the doctors ever talked about a hip replacement? I need to get my blood sugar under control way before they'll do that. Like they're not going to have do surgery on somebody with uh, high blood pressure. Oh, so you've got high blood pressure as well. Yeah. You've got the whole smorgasbord going on, Dan. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why uh, I seeked you out when I did uh, all those years ago. I was trying to find a way to prolong my life so that I wouldn't have to go through this, but uh, fate caught up with me. 
Denny, you said you're 52 now. When did your health yeah. issues start to go south for you? How old were you? Yeah, mid-30s. Mid-30s. And you were fine until your mid-30s. Yeah. Did this just come out of nowhere, or was it a kind of a gradual thing? Uh, it was kind of a gradual thing. And, uh, you know, the mistake I made is that I didn't take my blood pressure problems as a all that serious when I was healthy. You know, like I had it, and it's like, oh, well, I have high blood pressure. Everybody in my family has high blood pressure and didn't uh, properly take care of myself. So it's uh, on me, too, for not doing what I needed to do to... uh, um, And that was the mistake that I made. Yeah, it it catches uh, up with you, doesn't it? It does. It does. It, you don't realize how fast it will, but it does catch up with you. And then one day you're sitting there wondering what the heck's wrong and or what did I go wrong? But I, I know that uh, I, I didn't take care of myself when I was younger, and yeah, I'm partly to blame for it. And that's the message that I want to tell everybody today is that if you got blood pressure problems, you shouldn't just ignore them. You, you need to take care of yourself. Because uh, eventually, when you get older, you will have problems. Yeah, I've always said that I'm people. Proof. Yeah, I've always said that people take better care of their automobiles than they do themselves. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's a lesson people, I think, really only learn once something starts to go wrong with them, and. The difficulty that they have is that because it is so unexpected, they're looking for the magic pill, the silver bullet, to help them. And it's that's not why out there. It's not out there. I mean, cannabis is probably the, the closest thing to the silver bullet, but it's not going to help 100% of the people, and it's not going to help you if you are in such poor physical condition that nothing can help you, right, Corey? Right, Particularly absolutely. people who have cancer, cancer, when you've talked to people um, yeah. who uh, you say it works 80% of the time, mm-hmm. and the 20%, it may have worked, but they were too far gone. For too it. far gone. The ones normally, yeah. pe- normally people we lose are the ones who have had all the chemo and radiation and their bodies have been all ravished and, you know, they've got one yeah. foot in the grave already, and it's kind of like they want to be fixed, and it's like... There's you know, no fixing it no. at that stage. no. It's just you just have to accept the fact that this is your life is in decline, and you know um, that's the brutal truth of it. That's why you have to take care of yourself when you're younger, you know, yeah. so you don't avoid going through that kind of stuff. I think we all think we're invincible, you know, as we as we're younger yeah. and growing, and growing up. Bulletproof. That's what I was always the was the. Thing is, you just think that you're gonna survive forever, and you just uh, un- have this brutal reality come crashing down around you. Yeah, and you're like, "What the heck?" <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, "What did I ever do?" <laughs> yeah. You know, why do I deserve this? But it's just, uh, you know, when you have that uh, high blood pressure, you have to take care of it. You really do. Yeah. Danny, well, we hope you're. Uh, we hope you improve over the weeks and months and years ahead, and you're able to. Uh, well, I hope so too, Ian. And I, I uh, 
have a lot to live for, you know. I got two little boys that I love to death, and I love my wife to death. And uh, she thanks you for the compliment, by the way, Corey. Oh, does she? I, I, yes. wrote, I saw a picture of, of his wife, and she is, like, stunningly beautiful. And uh, Oh, that's great. I told Danny yeah. as much. Good. Yes, and I told her that... that uh, what you said, and she was kind of taken aback by it, you know, it's like, because, uh, you know, I tell her every day, but uh, she hears it from me all the time, so when she hears it from other people, too, and you know, she's kind of surprised by it, I'm like, why should you be surprised? But she is. <laughs> oh, that's very nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Danny, yeah. anything you want to say in conclusion? I would just say that uh, when people have this high blood pressure problem, that uh, they need to uh, be aware of it. And, uh, you know, and cannabis has really, really saved my life. Like, the vaporizing has keeps me uh, so that I can survive and function throughout a day. Whereas if I didn't have it, I would be sitting in a chair moping and uh, feel sorry for myself and probably uh, want to die. And I don't want to die. I want to live. Good for you. Danny, great of you to do this. We appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, guys, you're more than welcome. And uh, I hope my my story helps somebody else uh, that would be listening to this. Danny, thank you so much. Yes, Corey. It was nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you, too. Giving you a big hug. Okay. Thanks. Take care. Hugs back. I will. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. If you'd like to tell your story about the medical use of cannabis, send us an email at info at CannabisHealthRadio.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey friends, I'm Brandon And I'm Saba. And we are your host of the Cannabis Hangout Podcast, an educational platform to connect with the cannabis community and share personal stories while breaking the stigma of marijuana. Join us every Sunday at 7 p.m. to gain valuable insight with different perspectives from industry leaders, growers, and medical marijuana patients. This is a place to learn so much from different angles in the cannabis industry. So tune in while we break it all down. down.